What's up? This is Johnny Tacos here for an exciting episode of Origin Stories. I have Joseph Madigan, and he will be talking about his latest single, Written Off, for his upcoming EP. You know what? Let's play my beautiful intro music. Origin. Wow, I got a standing ovation for that. <laughs> so, all right. So, before I get to this nice interview with a a very talented uh, hip hop artist, Christ hop artist, um, I want to just reach out and let you know that we do have a Easter special, uh, Rejoice the Resurrection comes out on Easter day and we'll have uh, artists that have been on the interview as well as a message about the um, crucifixion crucifixion of Jesus Christ and how it portrayed on the apostles. Uh, so uh, keep your ears going and, and get ready for it. But without any hesitation, what's up, Joseph? What up, man? Man, you know, I, ever since I seen that first video, that Zealous uh, uh, video you sent me, I got jealous mm. because of Zealous. Because that was a very, that, that looked like a Michael Bay kind of uh, uh, production of a video. Uh, did you do that? Yeah. Um, no, no, no. That production was crazy. I actually, I shot that in California with Rise and Shine Media. So he does a lot of Kingdom Music stuff, Ryan Trejo, Antoine's. He's done stuff for Bizzle. So he's he's phenomenal, bro. And yeah, his heart is like to branch out and, and impact Hollywood, but he's really good at what he does, man. He's yeah, really I can good. tell I could tell there was a lot of love and a lot of thought and a lot of prayer in God's hands in that video. And it just it shows up uh, the future of mankind here because yep. they're already pushing away uh, people of of Christian faith. They're they're pushing them out of the church, um, out of the schools, out of public uh, places, even out of their own churches with these uh, progressive churches that are coming. And yep. it's it's just a shame. And and seeing that as like a, a revel, uh, reading a revelation that was pretty much what I, I thought about when I saw that video. Yeah, what was crazy is I got like two sides that came at me about that video. One of them was like, hey, this is the future reality that kind of caught the vision of what I was trying to say was like, look, enjoy your freedom right now because we have the freedom to worship Christ. We have the freedom to go after God. And a lot of people are not privileged in that way. And who knows how long we have that freedom for. That was kind of like where I was going with it. The other side was like, uh, I got a lot of pushback on like, oh, this isn't how it is for us right now or blah, blah, blah. You're kind of romanticizing martyrism and, and, and being a martyr and embracing it. And it, it's almost like you're doing this high production quality video to show this vision of a reality of people that 
it's not even close to the reality of persecution. So that was kind of the two perspectives that I got on the Zealous video. But, um, I mean, the point of it was to start that conversation. And, and to be honest, that's the way God gave it to me. So yeah. I'll leave it up to people. And if you see it, in like in, in other countries, such as uh, Muslim-populated uh, countries, you have Christians that, that worship there that, that do um, teachings and, and messages and all that that have to do it in secrecy, similar to the video. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, or they can get killed, right? They can be pulled out of their own home and executed right in front of their family and their children, you know, and, yeah. um, and what, what the people saying, well, you're just romanticizing it, but they're not seeing the vision of how it's, it's, it's slowly progressing to there. It might not be yes. like right now, but you right. can see it slowly progressing. And when they start doing all this, um, uh, uh changing the sexes and all don't get me on that because it's just like slapping god if you change your sex or if you uh, say that you're not a man or woman because in in the bible it says god created man and woman you know there was no Mm -hmm. in between but i can get into that 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 just ruffles my feathers right now it's a it's a season i'm going through with a a family member of mine so you know i'm just praying Mm -hmm. about that but that video um is a is a really it's an eye eye opener and I I share it with a mm-hmm. lot of my friends to say hey you know this is what can happen if yeah. if we let the uh, if we let the enemy take over um, take over the political take over the governments take over the schools um, take over yeah um, anywhere you look around you know you got um, you got all the everybody in the entertainment industry, not everybody, but a majority of the entertainment industry kind of sways towards that, and mm-hmm. it's, it's it's heartbreaking. Yeah, and I yeah, I, do, I feel like go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, and you know, I I commend you, you know, on making this video and making that song to go with it, and it just worked hand in hand, and uh, it's it's an actual. Um, uh, I'm gonna say an educational tool for God to to give us. So, uh, mm-hmm. thank you for that video, by the way. Hi, right, man. Appreciate that so much. Appreciate it. And what were yeah. you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say too. It's zealous to me represents to, um, because what I see a lot of times in church and with people of faith is a lack of reverence a lack of seriousness in their relationship with God. And um, people uh, a lot of times don't see, especially in America, because obviously there's like this cascade of illusion that things aren't being taken away from us, but really they are like, because it's unacceptable to be unapologetic about the gospel. Um, If you're, if you're speaking against homosexuality and saying, Hey, this is a sin. People take that the the whole different direction. Oh, you hate people, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I stand on the truth of God. This is what the truth of God says about that. It's sin just like anything else is sin, but that doesn't mean that we excuse it and make it acceptable. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like those those fine lines of between is like, where am I standing for truth? And where am I cowering to conform to what a man's approval is, you know, and that's kind of zealous is about 
standing up for God's truth in the midst of a, a society that is bending so that you can avoid suffering, so you can avoid being disapproved, so you can avoid being pushed away. And, uh, you know, this is going to step on a lot of people's toes, and, and it's fine. You know, I got my uh, steel toe boots, so just in case it gets stepped on mine, I, I'm, I got it reinforced with carbon fiber. So, uh, but yeah, it's um, you love the person, but you hate the sin. That's what Jesus yeah. did. He loved he loved everyone, but he hated the sin. Um, you can you can uh, hate the sin of homosexuality, uh, but you can love the person. Still show the person I love you. I'm just I I hate what you do. I hate what this yeah. because it's it's against God's word. It's against God's law. Yeah. Uh, that's that's with anything um yeah. uh with gambling drugs addiction and all that you can love someone but you can hate that sin um yeah can i share a story yeah yeah definitely this is okay. this is the yeah, just uh, a little sh- this is the joseph story madigan's story <laughs> well it's just a it's a short story about this topic so i i did have a a, a guy that ended up going to our church and he was a drag dresser like he he dressed drag and so a lot of people were off put by him like they would not uh they just weren't engaging with him like he was someone that was coming to christ so i really stepped in because i was like i'm gonna be intentional with this guy i'm gonna get involved and and make relationship with him and so i you know, went up there. I, I prayed for this guy. I talked to him. I connected with him and I ended up giving him rides to work. So I ended up helping him getting rides to right work. And I was just, you know, pouring into him. And then obviously, you know, I always stood my ground. He knew where I stood on homosexuality, but he, he was to a point where he wasn't willing to accept that yet. And I knew that. So I didn't push it on him. You know, I didn't push it on him. Like, this is where you need to be. No, I just was there for him. And when he needed someone, I was there. And so I got a lot of pushback from some of the people that I was around some of my peers, because they were like, they were trying to say that I was I was homosexual because I was hanging out with dude because I was, you know, investing time with him. And I was like, I don't care about what people are saying, because honestly, this person needs love. This person needs someone to be there for them. And we're called to do that. We're called to be the church. So that's what I'm doing. No matter where they're at, I'm meeting them where they're at, just like God would. And so um, there was this one day he ended up getting in front of the church and he grabs the mic and it's all silent. Right. And I didn't know why the silence was happening. I had my eyes closed. I was just worshiping. I opened my eyes and he's up there and he said, my whole life, I've been waiting for a man to love me. And I didn't know that that was God the whole time. Ooh. And bro, my hands, like my face went into my hands and I started weeping because not once did I ever tell him anything like that or say anything like that. God just brought him there and he had that powerful moment. And I always tell people that story to be like, look, the answer is not always 
it's it's being led by the Holy Spirit, right? And there have been times when he asked me, hey, what do you think about something? I said, this is what the Bible said. This is this is where I stand. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not here for you. But this is where I stand. And do I think it's sin? Yes. Do I think you can be born into homosexuality? A lot of people ask that question. Can you be born into sin? Yeah, you can. So, you know what I mean? So I always look at it from that angle. It's like, can you be born into homosexuality? Can you, can you be born into sin? Yes, you can. Well, I, so, be- I believe that um, you you can be born into sin, but... Um, but I also believe that it is the, um, what do you, what do you call it? It's, it's the environment also to that helps yeah. uh, seal yeah, into that it, yeah. thing. And just like the enemy, enemy forces, it, uh, forces itself onto you, you know, God asks you, he wants you to, he, he wants you to invite him into, into you. Uh, it's, it's, there's a way to approach a person. Um, you know, you have a person, you know, just like that gentleman that you were, you were being, uh, you know, a friend to a brother to, um, but you didn't tell him, Hey, you know, I, I despise homosexuality. I hate homosexuality. You know, you didn't beat it down to him, but you did let him know in the beginning. It's like, uh, homosexuality to me is a sin. You know, I, I still love you as a brother and just just show by example how much of uh, how God has uh, shined um, his love upon you is the same way you're supposed to shine upon your fellow brothers mm-hmm. and sisters. So, um, yeah, I can I can see that because uh, I've I've met, you know, several different people of several different types of sexualities and yeah. all that. And. I, I let them know blatantly no I, I am I am a God fearing man who believes that uh, what you're doing is a sin and you know it's against his his will it's against his law and but I I'll still be your friend if you need someone to talk to I'm here but I just want you to know about that before we uh, continue on because I don't want any kind of um uh, what what is that word I don't want any kind of uh, headbutting i don't want any kind of mixed right. signals or anything i'm just let letting you know ahead of time so but yeah right. that's uh that's my that's my whole thing on there you know i i had a hard time dealing with that um as a kid with um uh knowing about all this stuff and then but once i started reading into the bible and all that i became more patient more kind so uh, it's the lighter mm-hmm. side of tacos. <laughs> it's the lighter side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yep. let's get back to you. What? Uh, how did you? Um, Where did you grow up at? So I'm actually from Waterbury, Connecticut. So, yep, that's where I'm from. And yeah, I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't grow up. Uh, kind of knowing anything about God. Um, my mom was, um, you know, she had unstable relationships. It was three of us kids. So a lot of times she was taking care of us alone sometimes, you know, um, I was a troubled kid growing up, never, 
really uh I was in I was an extrovert and didn't know it because I was always in trouble. <laughs> so I was always in my room. Yeah. But I didn't know that that was like sucking the energy out of me. So anytime I'd get off grounded or I get to go outside, I just get in trouble because I was I had so much energy that I wanted to do everything in one day, you know. So I got into drugs at about 11 years old, started smoking marijuana. And uh, uh, from there, it was just kind of downhill, man. Yeah. So uh, growing up there, did you have a pressure to to, to do drugs or, or was it because uh, the environment? Was it because people around were doing it and you just like, well, I wanted uh, to be like one big, of them? Yeah, big part was the environment. My mom... My mom smoked a lot, so we would always smell it and different stuff like that. And then I would start to steal it, take it from them, and I'd be using it. Yep. And that was kind of how I was introduced to it by an 18-year-old kid, and he was like, hey, try this. And I was like, well, my my mom and dad do it, so can't be that bad. When in Rome, right? Yep. So – um with this with with you doing it you did it because you uh you wanted to feel um part of the game but you also wanted to feel closer to the family right share an interest with the family is that like a deep meaning to that oh i wouldn't say that i've always been rebellious um towards like because i always felt so pushed away i would push away my family as well I was I was just kind of reacting to how they were treating me, um, so that was kind of just where I, how I would do it. So I, I was just trying to be rebellious, try new things, explore new things, and sort of like when yeah. hurt people hurt people. So it just yeah. went, went down the road, and you were trying to find an outlet. And this is uh, way before you uh, gave your heart to Jesus Christ, right? Yeah, way before. So, but. so when uh, when you were going through this uh, season of uh, partaking in drugs, alcohol, and whatnot, when was that time, that aha moment, where Jesus or Jesus had talked to you and or spoke to you in a way to where you're saying, "Well, you know what? I am not doing, I'm not doing something right. There's something empty in me." Mm-hmm. Um, when when was that? Was that around high school? Well, my big turnaround moment was um, my. So I, I I had been grounded for like three months to the basement area of where we lived, and um, at that time I was on a pretty harsh groundment. I had to do all the laundry in the house, and I just had my bed in the basement, and that was just where I was, and. Like sometimes when they eat, they wait until everyone ate and then call me up to eat, stuff like that. And I was just on really bad terms as far as like home. And then uh, I heard argument. I knew all the sounds downstairs because I've been in the basement. So I know when someone was walking and different sounds, I, I'd know because a lot of times like if my stepdad was going into the bathroom, I'd run in there, grab cigarettes or grab weed and run back downstairs before he'd get out the bathroom, stuff like that. So I learned all these sounds and I just heard something that wasn't familiar. 
and um, they were arguing and I heard my mom on the phone upstairs. So I go upstairs and I kind of pressed my ear against the door and I was like listening and she was like, he twisted my arm till it almost snapped. So I knew that my stepfather had put his hands on my mom. So I walk out there and I'm like, he put his hands on you? And she was like, wait, I said, what's wrong? She said, nothing. I said, I heard you. He put his hands on you and she was like, yeah, we're leaving. So in my mind, I was like, hey, I'm about to get off ground, man, low key, because I was mad selfish. <laughs> but I, was like, I go downstairs and I start packing my stuff while I hear him come in and they're arguing back and forth and I have my bag. So as I'm like coming up the stairs, I open the door with my bag and my mom had just walked to the right, which was her room and that door and my my stepfather was like right in front of me and he told me go downstairs and you know i, I took a big gulp because i was 16 years old i'm skinny you know what i mean like a little dude and i'm like i said no i lost our respect for you when you touched my mom and he was like go downstairs and i said no and his face just shifted and he pushed me down the stairs so when I was kind of at the bottom of the stairs, I was looking up and I waited on the stairs because I was like, if my mom comes and checks on me, then I know that she loves me. And I waited there for like five minutes and she never came. So then instantly at that point, revenge set in my heart. And I was like, man, I got to get him back. So I left out of the house. I called the cops when the cops arrive. My mom stuck up for him because she didn't see the situation. At the time, I was a liar anyway, so it was hard for her to believe me. And, uh, you know, that day the cops told me if I didn't feel safe that I could leave. And I didn't need to be emancipated because I was 16 years old. So that day I, I grabbed some clothes and I left. And that when I walked away from there, I knew that was my moment where I was like, I'm going to find out who I am now because I've been told who I am for so long. And um, that that's when I became homeless for about four years. So from that point, I was moving house to house and I didn't really have an aha moment with God until um, probably three years into being homeless. I walked into a church and I've been going there and it was like, this all black Episcopal, like, uh, it was just, it was just like a different church that you probably wouldn't see someone like me in. Right. But I'm in there. I'm mixed anyway. So I just mix with anybody. I'm adaptable. Um, <laughs> I'm in there and I love it, man. I'm in there praising whatever, you know, and at this time I'm a homeless. So like, any kind of money is a lot of money to me. Dollars is a lot of money to me. And, you know, I didn't know a lot of Bible stories. I didn't know nothing like that. But um, they said, hey, you know, a way to test God is with your tithe. You know, and that was the first time me hearing it. But, you know, for me, I was like, you know what? What the heck? Like, I feel like I should do this for God. So I gave like my only $2 I had in my pocket and put it in there. I ended up finding about that story later, obviously in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. But 
Um, a couple weeks after that, my dad's child support check that had been like somehow been piling up for so long, I ended up receiving fifty two hundred dollars like three weeks later. Wow! And it was like it was like my first thing where I was like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "God is actually real." <laughs> and so uh, that was probably my first moment that I kind of had that aha. And then from there, it was just a journey, you know. Yeah. So, so when you when you receive that that blessing, because it, it's a blessing, you know, you you didn't realize you're like, I gave my last two. I'm giving my faith. I'm putting my faith into it, and then then you get this uh, a bigger amount of money than than what right. what you had. Um, did you start pursuing more and more, uh, going to church more and more? Not at all. <laughs> no, nah, I bought a whole bunch of weed and <laughs> just a whole bunch of dumb stuff. And um, people that were my friends, quote unquote, uh, were just there asking me for stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I got you, bro. You know, like just man, I was I wanted acceptance so bad that, uh, yeah, it just it went to waste. And and. I really didn't have a true turnaround until I, I had left Connecticut to go to Florida to live with my dad. That didn't work out, but they introduced this program called Hope City. So Hope City is here in Marion, Indiana. That's where I live now. And they were basically taking in 18 to 26-year-olds and helping them get on their feet people that didn't come from a stable home, didn't know how to work or get a job, stuff like that. So I went there and that is where I was connected to a church. I actually, you know, gave my life to Christ. And since then, bro, I have never stopped running in obedience. Like my whole life has been accelerated just because, you know, you know when the Bible says my sheep hear my voice, I took that literally, like, I know I can hear you, God. Now I learned how to hear him, how to trust him by testing it. God would tell me things and speak to me. And then I would go to people and be like, hey, this is what the Lord is saying. And it was just, they burst out of tears. They would, you know what I mean? And I would know this is God. He's speaking to me. Once I got grab a hold of that, I could hear God. Oh, bro, I was just being obedient wherever and i feel like that's that's where most of my growth has come through is literally being obedient to the word and also to god's rhema word when he speaks to me in a moment amen amen so hope city is like a christian job corps kind of thing right yeah 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 it's through my church here at bethel worship center um yep and yeah, it is like that. Except for there's there's leaders there that are literally there to help you with your faith, help you with your questions and stuff like that. I think I think he, uh, we really need a lot more of that in in the school system. We mm-hmm. we need to bring back church to the school system. Um, I I see so many lost souls that that are like you know like like your 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 story your life. Um, my story my life where if we would have had some kind of spiritual help at a school maybe you know maybe we would have already um 
became obedient to the Lord at a younger age. So I, mm-hmm. I, I'm really firm on wanting, uh, you know, wanting um, Christ back into the schools too. So uh, with with that going through there, um, you went to college after after that, right? Yep. For human communication, it's it's a little different than yep. animal communication, right? Yeah, very different. Very different. One is mainly sounds. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Learning duck calls and stuff. <laughs> I know some country people out here that could probably do that. Um, no, yeah, c- human communication is just the basis of how human re- react to things. How do they receive symbolism, symbols? Uh, relational dialectics, like what is what is relationship look like in, in communicating between uh, two people. So and then you also have the public speaking, which people think it's all that. But a lot of it is not that it's it's usually like putting a theoretical background to stuff that you already know naturally, but kind of giving a name to it like this is what that actually is. So see, we're getting free. uh we're getting free education here right now. So <laughs> and hopefully everybody's got their pen and paper and uh, there will be a quiz after the show. After the uh, get ready after the his his song coming out after that, you'll have a 50 question uh, quiz. And if you fail, <laughs> you have to listen to it again. You have to like and share my stuff as well as <laughs> Joseph's stuff. You have to like it. I'm sorry. That's the rules. I don't make up the rules. I just go by them. So, all right. So the um, coming to your musical career, have you always yeah. been gifted uh, with rapping? Did you start with Dr. Yeah, Seuss so, and then? Yeah, it kind of sounded like Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, my first year of being saved, I met Ricardo Pena, which uh, we're still connected. He lives in Arizona now. But, um, you know, I remember being on his couch one day because I was still getting high, you know, sometimes in while I was in the program. And um, I was sitting on his couch high one day and we were just talking and we started talking about music. And like I had probably done like four different like kind of like songs, but they weren't really songs or whatever. And I told him about them and and he was like, well, you should you should do a project with me we should do something together and i was like oh no man he's like yeah yeah, come on man come on what what could it hurt so i ended up starting then so i've been kind of songwriting and making songs for about 10 years as well as long as i've been serving at bethel and um yeah, bro. God has just continued to grow that gift. But I will tell you, as good as my music is now, it shouldn't be as good as it is. If if you really put in perspective what I've done these last few years, even a year and a half ago, uh, a year and a half ago, two years, well, for like a year and a half, I haven't been writing. So as an artist, you're thinking like, Oh man, I ain't got it anymore. Like this is something I put down and da 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 da. And bro, it literally was one of my brothers listened to my old stuff 
And he literally came to me. He said, dude, I will pay you half of what it would cost for you to do a project if you'll do it. Because I believe that this is your gift and this is something that God put on my heart. And so that night I went home and literally turned on a beat and Zealous came on. And I, it was literally like I received a new sound, like sounds 10 times better than any of the older things that I would did. But I believe it's because of obedience, bro. Like doing pray up. Like before I started this year, I didn't have a house. <laughs> Last year, this time, I did not have a house. I was, I was renting, right? Mm-hmm. I did not have a job and the Lord would not let me have a job. He said, do pray up. So literally I'm building intercession teams in churches. I'm, um, I did a citywide prayer walk where we were knocking doors and, and 16 churches in our city came together and had citywide worship. And it was just everything that God was telling me to do. Like literally I would, I would, my wife would look at bills. She'd look at me and then she'd say, you better go pray. You know what I mean? I come out of praying and the Lord would tell me, rest, wait, don't get a job. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is so hard for me because he's like, tell me this. So I'm like, okay, well then every day I'm waking up and I'm praying, God, where do you want me to go? God, what do you want me to do? What do you have for me today? And that's how I would operate every single day. And then at the end of it, we ended up, I ended up finally being released to get a job with a friend and uh, he owns an insurance company. I started working there. A couple that I ministered did evangelism out of their building on one of the worst streets in our city. They gave me a car. We sold that car, which they allowed us to do. They said, do whatever you want with it. And it paid for the first down payment on a home, which was all the money that we lost the beginning of that year from not working was paid back. And then we were able to use it for what we were going to use it for to get a home and bought the home from the same people that gave us the car. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, miracles happen everywhere. Miracles. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> miracles happen no, I, was hype, everywhere. I was hype man in it <laughs> <laughs> you got me off my, my i'm like hey i never had a hype man before i'm ready to go <laughs> i'm ready all Christ. right get it all right yeah <laughs> and i feel it <laughs> so so um getting this um this new groove going on this new uh mm. n- new music just pouring out of you like you know the your yeah. cup is overflowing with all this and um, you start going through here. Uh, when were when did your marriage come before this? Um, I'm I forgot to ask you about your marriage. You got married. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Let's uh, so, re- rewind. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um. So about like probably like four in, four years into my relationship with God, you know, I met my, my wife. She became my girlfriend, and um. We ended up going, uh, so we were in a time of just like, like I said, bro, obedience and just doing whatever the Lord wanted me to do. Like I would not switch jobs unless God told me to. I would not, every direction in my life had to be 
I had to know that God was telling me to go in that direction before I went. So it's kind of like that submissive kind of living with him. And um, he tells, we go through this whole situation with this false prophet and dude hurt us real bad. But out of it came such fruitful things. And we learned like one of the things was, um, which had to break in me because I honored, I honored sometimes men of faith over the word of God. So, and, and I see this a lot of times in churches is that we accept what pastors say or we accept what leaders say, but we have little to no context of where they're grabbing that scripture for, where where is it in its right context? Are they applying it right? Different things like that. And I would take people's, I had a belief system that was literally drafted from uh-huh. somebody else's research somebody else's deep faith and and i was basically living off that right so god had to break that out of me and he said i want to have the final say in your life so to the point where look i have i have all respect and honor for people that are in positions of authority but when the lord tells me to do something i don't ask others is this what i should do or should i do this no God has the ultimate authority in my life. So when he tells me to do something, I don't ask questions. I do it. And so that was kind of holding me back until the Lord broke that in me where he's like, Joseph, I understand looking for for good counsel and stuff like this. But if you know it's my word, you know it's in alignment with me and I'm telling you to do it, you don't ask questions. And I I see that you see that often in the Bible when Jesus says, I only do what the father tells me to do. You don't see Jesus running to somebody saying, hey, do you think I should do this? This is what I'm hearing for the Lord. (laughs) No, he knew his father's voice. Right. So um, I I had to be broken off of that. And then after that experience, um, the Lord told me to go to Africa and to uganda i knew a pastor on facebook we only knew each other for a year and he told me to go there and minister and i told my wife i said hey this is what the lord told me to do i'm doing it and um i put it on a credit card and and i went you know and um me my wife ended up well she was my girlfriend at the time she ended up going with me and so we go down there we've never met this pastor in person we've never done anything like this you're, you go down there, your world is flipped upside down. They're driving on the opposite end of the street. Everything is like totally different. And bro, we ministered. We've casted out demons there. We went to shrines where they were doing witchcraft and seeing witches, a whole family of witches give their life to Christ and get delivered right there in those moments. And then we went to an island that pastors would literally pastors would not go on this island because of the conditions. There's no electricity. There's bugs and stuff and all that. We go there and we minister there. And it was probably the most life changing experience we both had um, with God in, in general. And he showed up through that whole thing. So when we came back, we both felt like it was time for us to really seal the deal and get married and that God was in our relationship. And so that's when me and my wife decided to get married. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. You know, um, going at it together as a team, you know, as God intended a man and woman to be in, in a, 
married to together. Uh, you know, it reminds me of, uh, you know, when you're saying uh, obedience to God, it reminds me of Elijah. Uh, Elijah, when when he was uh, he was told to go in in front of uh, the king and said, you know, God is going to make it not rain. And he, uh, for, for three years, it didn't rain. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden he goes, I'll, uh, God, God is going to make it rain again. And it starts raining. And then they get in this battle of the false God ball and, and our, our Lord. And he let, he let, um, he listened to everything. Cause God told him, you, ha- you're going to be doing this. You're going to be doing that. Um, this is this is what ha- has to be, and he was so obedient. He was, that's why he wasn't just a prophet; he was the prophet. Um, where he set up the the stones in twelve for the tribes, and he he um, he prayed uh, upon it, and then you know all the miracles, and, and you know the the rain started coming, and then he said God had told me to to execute every everybody all the. Uh, prophets of of Baal. I think there was like 400 and something. So they were they were executed. You know, if God tells you to do something, you better do it <laughs> cuz it's uh right. It's 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 his his word, his his um he has that big plan. And you know, you you get into that big plan, you see miracles happen left and right. Yep. So So since then we we went to Uganda that time. Uh, we came back, we went to South Africa and then we came back and went back to Uganda. And so kind of when we came back, that's when, uh, pray up started. So that's how those two, uh, stories connect. Well, that, that, uh, that logo looks pretty tight. It's, it's a pretty awesome one. I look at it. I was like, man, I need to get me a shirt, but nobody ever has shirts in my size. I wear like, uh, uh, four XLT. And um, yeah, mostly a lot of bands are that. just like uh, a lot of bands just say, well, we'll, we'll stop at um, extra large because all of our fans are the highest will go is extra large. They don't get bigger. Than I that. have two X. I got two XL. See that four XT. I do not have that. See that that would make that would, I would be a like a crop top. And believe me, I, I wouldn't look like anything like Maverick from Top Gun. So, because I'm six six, I'm really tall. I don't look like it in here because I'm slouching over. Because uh, this chair six, is for, six. Yeah, dang. So that's that's what got my wife's attention was my height because I can reach shelves, top on shelves. Well, I'm sure it got everybody's attention. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, and we're going to uh, talk about your your new single, your new video written off. Um, what yeah. what uh, brought, brought what brought upon this song? Uh, what 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 got you to do this video in California? Um, yeah. So uh, written off, and and. Th- the big reason why written off that's the name of the ep as well is because it spoke to a lot of the themes that i was getting just when i was writing this and 
it is just this you're gonna be written off by man if you're standing for god expect it but embrace it embrace being written off because you have god you know and that was the big message behind written off is like the lyrics are away you're making a way you're parting the waves so i walk free we're living in days where nothing's the same i look they look at my face and they write off me they see the way we live they see the way we walk and they're going to write you off they're going to say oh they're never going to do anything they'll never be anything oh blah 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 you know and so it was kind of like taking that because i feel like so many people can resonate with that and saying, look, it doesn't matter. Some people I find always put limitations on themselves based on the way they look, the way they see themselves, the, their race, the what they feel like they have opportunity to and not opportunity to. The way I see it is the word says, God opens doors that no man can shut. Mm -hmm. So that's the way I see it, is that if God is for me, then it doesn't matter who's against me. He will open door. He will order my steps. He will, I will make my steps and he will establish them, right? And so he's a lamp unto my feet and he's guiding me in my life. He's going to open any door that needs to be opened. So it's kind of like shifting the focus there. But anyway, written off, um, I was not expecting to do a video of any sorts i was gonna do a video well i was gonna do a video of some sort i was gonna do it here at home and i was gonna shoot it myself and have characters in it and just shoot it and be behind kind of the camera and stuff because i don't really care to be honest i rather serve in the background god always pushing me to the front anyway so it's whatever you know what i mean but yeah, what were you gonna say? I, I was just gonna say, yeah, it didn't seem like that on that TikTok video. <laughs> Which one? That one with you uh, in the chef suit cooking up. Oh yeah. Well, my friend sent that to me, and he was like, "Hey, do this challenge," and I'm like, "Yeah, I wasn't gonna do it to be honest." But then, but yeah, of course though, if I'm gonna do, I'm a all in or not at all kind of guy. So, like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it in excellence. I'm going to do it 100% of my ability. Um, otherwise, I'm not going to do it, period. You know, so I wasn't even thinking about doing that one. Well, <laughs> but at the same time, too, I know this. Look, even if I'm in front of people, I'm the kind of leader that sees the gold in people. So I'm always going to point it back to God. I'm always going to take it and empower others to do what god is calling them to do and i know that about myself so i don't care about being the one that's seen at this point because if i'm gonna lead i'm gonna lead as i follow christ amen amen so who who uh produced that video was it the same gentleman yeah yep rising shot yep so he did both of those videos I actually texted him and I said, hey, listen to this song. He was like, hey, you should do a video to it. I'll shoot it. And I was like, oh, snap, you would? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then basically I had people get behind me. Like so many people get behind me to support me to go there. Like I did not pay nearly anything for that trip because of the people that like love me, care about me 
know my heart and said, Joseph, we're going to stand behind you on this. So it's, it's, um, it's amazing when the body of Christ works together and produces, mm. uh, such things like, like the song that you made, you know, you can't, uh, just like what I, te- I text you, it's like, man, you keep dropping all this fire, man. I don't know how to contain it. <laughs> <laughs> so that ep Thanks, um you did this uh did the ep and it comes out um april 22nd it drops april yep. 22nd um yep. did you produce it your um uh, did you master it yourself uh produce it no no that was mixed and mastered by kyron montero kyron montero of frequency canvas so he's done a lot of stuff for like uh He's done stuff for KB, um, the song "Light Work" by Andy Minnell and all uh-huh. them. He mas- he mastered that, so he's done some some pretty good work for a lot of big names. And uh, he's a local guy, so it was even better because I got to so into someone in my community, you know. And he's he's been doing his business here, so like, yeah, big ups to Kyron and and Frequency Canvas. Uh, yeah, because it, it sounds so pristine. It, it sounds like uh, one of the big uh, record uh, companies that took ca- took care of it. So, you know, uh, yeah. hats off to him, you know, and his work. It's it's amazing how all, everything comes comes together and it makes into a really nice package. And yeah. uh, as, as well as this song that we're going to be playing at the end of the show um, for for me um music has always been a conduit to uh, my feelings and all that and when you get into a, a song a song that that just just awakens all emotions and it and it makes you feel that that song right there is the songs that last for for a lifetime you know you have mm-hmm. you have several million uh songs out in the world but to get a, a song that has them, the raw emotion and and the raw um, feeling that 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 you have um, that you portray on 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 wax, it um, it lasts a lot a long time and people really want to listen to it all the time. You you hear all the uh, you know graves into gardens that song mm-hmm. that song is very uh, passionate. Um, so. What did you think of the song? What did I think of the song? Yeah. Uh, man. You never told me. I told Well, you said it was good. You said it was good, but I mean, you didn't give me details or not, you know? Well, uh to me, the the music, the the way that that it just it sounds the 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 intro, the transition to it, um it just it it brings me back to a a, a finer time where, where I felt innocent, where I felt innocent with, with, with uh, Christ uh, back when I was a child, uh, growing up before uh, the world um, had its grasp on me for that. Um, mm. It's just the words were well written uh, to a point where it speaks out to to people who says, hey, it's it's okay, you know, to 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 be who you are in Christ and um, the other people that, that shame you or, you know, like you said, written off, they're only, they're only there for a season. 
God's with you for the full rotation yeah. of your life. You know, through all the seasons, he's there. Um, you you have people come and go. It, it just it it's a, it's a remarkable work of art that you that you put on there. And I know it's mm-hmm. not just you. You know, it's it's God's words flowing through your your mouth, and it it's just I I believe um, this song here will um, resonate. Yeah, I like using that word resonate. I'm gonna have to use that word resonate mm-hmm. a lot more. Resonate um, with with um, so many so many people. There, there's so many lost souls out there that need to hear music, and yeah. if you can do it in a way that they're used to, like a style they're used to, and just listen, and um, it it would help them out a lot. So, uh, just like zealous, you know, I I, I loved zealous, you know. Like I told you, I was jealous it's good, of Zealous. It's a good workout. It's yeah. a good workout song. Yeah. Even though I haven't worked yeah. out in about four years. Uh, but that's my fault. Uh, I tacos. just started getting on that, bro. Too many tacos for me, man. Too many tacos. <laughs> but uh, well, I, had, I had some tacos in California. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't. You can't um, what? You can't what? meet it what with the Dallas tacos, the Dallas street tacos over here. Oh, Deep oh wow. You know, the barbacoa, the barbacoa tacos, the, the, you, you, inch- the, when they fry that, when they fry the shell, yeah, when they fry it. Uh-huh. Oh man. That's what, that's what I had in Cali. And I was like, Oh my goodness. What is this? Man, you're making me hungry. They're, they're, they're close to Mexico. So I don't know if Dallas got them, but. Well, uh, Laredo has <laughs> Laredo has some uh, had this thripa uh, tacos, and and people are like, "Well, what is thripa? Thripa is the uh, large intestine, and it's mm. it's cooked, and people use it cook it with beer. It, it's not an alcoholic thing. It, what it is is the yeast and all that melts in there. But mm. uh, I went over there uh, to Laredo and. I took a big old bite of it, and it was like heaven. It just melted in my mouth, and I was like, "Man, I, I so, and wait, I try to, wait, 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 yeah." Wait, wait, wait. So you're telling me your podcast is called Johnny Tacos, actually because you love tacos? Yeah, it's it's pretty. <laughs> it's right there. It is right there because I, I love <laughs> I love uh, tacos, man. You can make anything. You can make a taco out of anything. Bro, you need a taco commercial. <laughs> Come to Johnny Tacos Tacos. <laughs> Muy f- you can make anything <laughs> out of it. <laughs> Muy importante. Yeah. Hey, okay, that's the rest of my, my Spanish. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, all right, so um, before, uh, before we put the music on towards the end, I want to uh, thank you for being a part, part of the show. Uh, yeah. You're an inspiration to all young hip-hop artist uh, before before we go is there anything you want to uh boost up uh, any kind of upcoming shows or anything popping up um i would just like people to pray um i am i'm doing this but i kind of like have this mindset of like this is what god told me to do so i'm gonna do it you know but at the same time i've had words about this being the year that God is going to have me in full-time ministry. And I don't know what that looks like, you know, whether I'm traveling, speaking, 
or, you know, doing songs. One thing I've been really praying about and would love people to join in prayer about is I don't want to perform a song as a performance, but I want to make the song kind of laid out in a way where I can impact people. You know, and it's not just me with a microphone saying the lyrics, but maybe like do it in spoken word, um, like kind of give people idea of the lyrics or something. I've been kind of contemplating preaching in between with a soundtrack that kind of mixes and turns into something else. I I really would love to to have that uh, be an experience where people can have a God encounter with the music and it's not just like me with a mic spitting lyrics you know what i mean yeah so um all things i've been praying about also i am spending a lot of money on uh marketing so um and i don't know if that's going to go anywhere or not like i said i'm just being obedient and doing excellence on on my side but just just pray for people to come behind me and help support me uh with the financial side of things because that's something else that i am uh it's the reality of of what i'm doing and and i work uh, 40 hours a week as well so it's like i'm i'm dumping a lot into this so yep yeah i understand completely because i pay for i don't I'm not monetized on this show. Not yet. Uh, I hopefully, you know, if God lets me, I can get this monetized, but I'm, I'm paying out of my pocket for, you know, the, uh, server for all the podcast, uh, the equipment actually going out, um, doing promotions, doing everything. So yeah. I understand it's a, it's hard when you, you have the burden on yourself to do, but you want to do God's work. And you, you just you just do it because you're obedient. And, you know, good things right. pop up just like this song. So, Right. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Joseph. Uh, what I, Who I would like to thank, I would like to thank all my diehard listeners that listen to this every day. You are the glue. Keeps this weird podcast together. Uh, all, the, all the new listeners that stumble upon from Joseph's uh, group over here. Welcome to the show. You know, uh, next time, have if he's in California, ask him to buy you some tacos. Since he wants <laughs> to rub it in my face that that California's got best tacos, so I'm gonna have to check that out because I've never been to the um, to the West Coast. I've been to the East Coast, not to the West Coast. So that's probably be on my bucket list to go over there. Uh, hopefully, before the earthquake. Uh, turns into an island so yeah. uh, but thank you guys for everything you've done um if you like this podcast and you like this interview i have 64 more episodes before this um of great worship artists um and uh, pastors um life coaches uh even even my rants so um please check me out uh, I like to say a prayer before we leave. Um, uh, Father God, thank you for uh, having Joseph on the show today. Uh, please pray for him and his ministry uh, to increase 
by increasing your your love and your your greatness towards the listeners that hear his music, that hear his story. Lord, please uh, pray for his family to be fruitful and to be overcoming of any obstacles that the enemy has put in place. Uh, Father God, please bless our listeners while they're listening here, uh, knowing that we're, we're all humans, uh, we are all children of you, and that we need guidance, and that we are going to mess up, we are going to make mistakes, but like the prodigal son, uh, you will always embrace us back when we when we come back. In your name, amen. All right. Amen. Well, thank you again, Joseph. Um, you have a blessed day, and thank you guys. Y'all take care. presence is all I breathe you might see me as a peasant but a royalty and that old man is dead man that's R.I.D. that's rest and death that's everything is dead now devil couldn't get my heart he's trying to get ahead now get behind me Satan I'm far from playing apart from faking a heart for slaying a David Look my mama in the eyes, said we made it Found the one that satisfies, it's amazing Man, I had a Jordan line trail blazing No phases, put my feet to the pavement I'm not famous, but I made it From a room in a basement From the cages that I'm on just to chase him Now all I wanna do is face him They wrote me off, but that ain't him Away, you're making a way You're parting the waves, so You don't judge me for my skin, but the heart you see No matter where I've been or where I came from You don't ever see me for my sin, you see your son Man, I done took advantage of your grace When your advantage felt like I was spitting in your face That's okay, cause now I'm standing in your place And when they spit on me, I choose to love them anyway I pray you give me grace and understanding That pride's not a lure as a steward All these blessings I've been handed And when it's hard to manage, I lean on you in disadvantage That I be rooted deep, truthful seat from the seeds you planted Never panic, they think I'm manic Spoken tongues, they thought it was Spanish Now I'm banished, they wrote me up But my spirit is never famished Sorry I'm not sorry that I'm real so okay You're making a way You're parting the waves So I walk free We're living in days When nothing's the same They look in my face And they write off of me 
Kanadi. 